Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I wanted to kind of redo my my podcast from yesterday and do my damnedest to stay on point. <laughs> I just did what I just like completed like twenty seven minutes and then um and then I ended up erasing it. Uh I'm just sometimes I do, I just go off on these tangents and I and then I never come back. I can't even remember what was my original topic. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about this, this fine line, again, between, between, and I'm just going to use the word, it's been a word that has bothered me for years. And I, my background is psych. So, and I work in psych. So I'm, I'm, I'm a counselor and and I so I have a psych background and I it has always bothered me this whole idea of the ego as necessarily being bad. <clears throat> but I am gonna use it in this terms because I think that that is what what people are referring to when they're talking about us thinking too much of ourselves or thinking ourselves greater than we actually are, which is kind of a a not so great thing to say or even think, right? Like that we somehow think we're better than we are, meaning that we're not that great. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's actually occurring to me that the entire Christian religion is based on that premise. You know, it's based on the premise that we are born sinful and separate from God. And that we, that because of this, God sent his only son to die on the cross to be the sacrifice for our sins because we are sinful. We have a sinful nature. <clears throat> but at some point in my own life, in the evolution of whoever I am, whatever I am, I had given up on on that. I, it's like, I don't believe that. Having worked around and being around a lot of children and given birth to three of them, the last thing from my mind ever really was that my children were sinful. I mean, to this day, I don't think in these terms. I don't use the word sin. I don't think in terms of these types of things. And so, and I've actually never seen my children. I've never seen, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm just having this realization right at this very moment that I have never seen my children where I thought they thought too much of themselves. In fact, I would say that my children don't think enough of themselves. They certainly do not see themselves as I see them. Um, but <laughs> so, <laughs> so getting back to my own, my own, going back to the word evolution, um, at some point, I. I really started to 
love myself. And I found it as an incredibly useful strategy to feel better in myself. And so just sort of loving all the aspects of myself that that I I have character flaws, I have flaws and you know I mean I'm, I'm flawed. But I still love myself. I love myself in my flawedness. And I and I and I'm a little bit more observant, or I, I would say I'm a lot more observant than I used to be about like I'm pretty you know, when when things well up in me and they do, they well up in me, like something will well up. Like um um like for example, like somebody in my in my business or somebody that's doing something similar to me will have a level of success that I feel like I would enjoy, that I feel like I'm not getting. And then I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, what is this? And what this is, is this primal instinct to survive. And I can see it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm, and I actually talk to it. I'm like, I see you. I see you. I hear you. I, you know, and I love you. Sometimes I actually talk to my brain <laughs> where, where I'll say, thank you for trying to protect me. Because I, I notice that my brain can sometimes, left unchecked, my brain can sometimes just go off, you know, into all kinds of catastrophic thinking is what I call it. And, and I can, it, my brain will just go off and I just, you know, I know you're trying to protect me. 99.9% of all of it, I have no control over. I don't have any control over it. I have no control. None. The only thing that I have any control over and I'm, you know, learning and I don't even know, do I even have control but is to choose to trust instead of not trust in any given moment that it's all going to work out. That it all works out. It just has a way of working out. It always, always, always works out. Always, every time it works out. It's always working out. <laughs> and so, so one of the things that, that I come to mind for me was I was thinking like, was my, my last podcast egotistical or did it sound, did it sound egotistical or was it, uh, it was, it was a snapshot of, what I was feeling in a, in a moment 
and then those feelings like kind of change in different times. I, I, I'm not thinking about things with that level of focus most of the time regarding what I was talking about in my last podcast, uh, in the way that I was talking about it, but I, I had had like a couple of things happen that day that I thought were really peculiar. Um, yeah, I was approached again. I think it's so funny over the years. I'm guessing about every three months I get approached by somebody on social media claiming to be somebody else. And I've gotten pretty privy to it, but I also have this that I that I really believe that someday it may be this person, that it will be this person. I believe that someday it will be this person. Um, maybe not contacting me on social media, right? <laughs> maybe not. But um, anyway, so this, this uh, so I finally just, so for a couple of days, I was like texting back and forth with this person. I said, so how old are you? You know, well, I'm 25. There's a well, where do you live? Oh, I live in Africa. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you like pretending to be someone else? <clears throat> and I was just asking him a bunch of questions and then he kind of alluded to what he really wanted, which was money. And I'm not necessarily opposed to helping somebody who really needs money. <laughs> I had this thing going on a couple of years ago where I was sending this kid and he was sending me photos and everything. He was sending me these photos of himself with, um, uh, from I I don't remember somewhere in Africa and he told me that he was studying to be a priest and uh I think he actually may have sent me so he may have really been studying to be a priest but uh I was sending him money like these gift cards for food for his family and but see here's the thing like I don't know what goes on over there like, I don't know, you know, maybe it's not like here. Cause here, I just want to say, why don't you go get a job? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, just go get a job. I mean, if you're having trouble, you know, um, a simple fix to just go get a job. Um, <laughs> uh, which is what your average person, you know, would do. But I don't know what it's like in Africa. Like, can you just go get a job in Africa? Like, I don't know. Um, but then the last straw was um, when he, with the guy in Africa that I was sending the gift cards to for food, uh, <clears throat> he ended up um, sending me this picture of himself in the military. Because a friend of mine had said, you know, you got to quit doing that because you could be funding some some militia or something and it was so funny because no sooner did this person say this that he sends me this picture you know 
in this militia. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, it's true. So I, I had to block him because he started to get really weird on me. And I don't know, I don't know how legitimate he was, but I have to be really careful uh, because in this space that I live in, in this space of, of infinite possibility, and I, and I say that, but you know, I, I got to put this in, you know, there, there may be infinite possibilities, but there are not infinite probabilities. There really aren't. <clears throat> there are not infinite probabilities. Like, it is not probable that I can close my eyes and physically be in China in a second, at least to this point. And so, so there is not, the probability is zero on that. <laughs> The, there are infinite possibilities, but there are not, there are limited probabilities. Okay, so these people that, and so I tend to be in this very Pollyanna that all these opportunities are coming to me. And then, you know, and, and of course he would contact me, right? I mean, of course. You know, and so I have to be really discerning, you know, and pretty soon in, I could tell that it was not he was misrepresenting himself. I just, you know, within like three texts, I can tell that you are not who you say you are. <laughs> but anyway, one of the things that, that about this concept, and, and I write about this in my, in my second book, I wrote the second book, Thrival Guide, um, Four Steps to Your Ideal Life. And it, and I wrote this book because <laughs> I thought that it might sell. Like my, 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 my book on my memoir on my mystical summer is so out of the norm, but the, but my, my thrival guide is not, it's very, you know, and I thought that it, it had a better chance of selling because a broader amount of people might be willing because people really like self-help books. They, they can be very, very helpful in certain circumstances of people's lives. And so I'd written about this, you know, this concept in, in this book where, where we, we are really trained to to not think highly of ourselves. We are trained. We're trained by our parents, by our churches, by our communities, by our teachers, that if we think too much of ourselves, and, and, then, and then I would put that to like what some people would call egotism or they're in their ego, which is a... a in some ways, a false sense of self-love. It's not really self-love. <clears throat> and I'm sitting here and I haven't thought about that enough to talk on it, so I'm not going to talk on it. But I can feel it when my ego starts to rise up, like I had said before. 
and and I can observe it and 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 have, have you know <clears throat> and and come out of that space pretty quickly but but what I'm talking about is something slightly different in the sense that when you learn to really love yourself and love yourself despite your flaws, despite, you know, like I have this massive scar on my nose and and I love my face, even though I have a massive scar on my nose. And it's like I've been I've been learning to love my body, even though I have like these stretch marks all over my body from pregnancy and birth. It's like I really. I, I love these different aspects of my body and I and I talk I talk to myself. It doesn't mean that it's perfect and it doesn't mean that it's all the time and but when I start to go down that rabbit hole of negativity on myself I I reel it back in. I'm just not I'm not going to go back there. I'm not to some sense of self-loathing that I'm, I'm never going back there. I'm just not. Self-deprecating. <clears throat> and I think, I think that it has been used as a tool of manipulation from people who seek to control is to keep people believing themselves not like to keep people from not being conceited from not being not liking themselves <clears throat> what's coming to mind right at the moment is and I know this is like well known but I just think I'm just have to bring it up right at the moment to keep us buying whatever product that they want to sell us. And so in order to keep us buying, they we are broken down into these these smaller parts and and most of which we have no control over. <clears throat> I mean no real control over. And the stuff that goes on in our brain that we don't even know about, like the chemical reactions to all these different things that we don't even, we're not even aware of. You know, like I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if you, <clears throat> the the things that are put into, into McDonald's, McDonald's in and of itself, these, these energy drinks, these things to keep us addicted to that. <laughs> and so and so I assert in in my book in the chapter of my book to be all that because it's like we we don't like people 
like as a generality, I'm just saying as a generality, okay, I'll speak for myself. Like in the book, I, I talk about this person who came into my, one of, one of my classes and she, she really just oozed with self-confidence. She just did. I mean, it came out of every pore of her body. I mean, she was just the way that she presented herself. And, and I just had this initial reaction to her just, well, she thinks she's all that. You know, the audacity for her to think she's all that. Well, part of it was is that she worked really hard to be all that. I mean, she really earned the right to say she was all that because she, I mean, she was all that. It wasn't like she was misrepresenting herself. She was just gorgeous and smart and nice. She had so many amazing qualities. You know, but we're not allowed to say that about ourselves. You know, and so sometimes, you know, I, 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 every once in a while, I will slip out, you know, well, I, I just, I really like myself. I love myself, you know, with the right person who would understand what I'm talking about. Cause you can't say this as a generality because people think that you're, you're conceited, you're egotistical. I love and accept myself exactly as I am flawed and, and the good parts too. And and I feel like this whole concept kept me low for a very long time. It kept me low. And I think that it's meaning to. It's meaning to. It's like we don't want people to shine. And, And if you notice, anybody who does shine gets ostracized by everyone around them. It's like, oh, you're never going to do that. You're never going to do that. It has nothing to do with them. The person who's saying that isn't going to do it. I'll start that project tomorrow, right? And so, and so then it becomes when you're watching someone who is actually doing it, it becomes this this calling out of 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 our own i don't know laziness lack of ambition i mean truly <clears throat> and then i go back to this whole concept of you know that abraham hicks has talked about going through life with ease but i'm sitting here going anything that has really meant anything to me I've, it's been harder. It really has. It's been harder. I've taken the harder route. It would have been easy for me to just give up. You know, I lost a, a somebody, a subscriber on my YouTube station since the last time I looked at it. I don't have very many, and I lost one. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, what exactly does that mean? And should I just, and I never have the thought, should I just give up? I really don't. Every once in a while, I, I will have, you know, that you are, you are, 
There's no point in you doing any of this because you're ineffective and nobody cares. That that is a thought that does come to my mind. But it's 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 fleeting and it goes away and it doesn't matter. And then I say, does it matter? Does it matter if anybody cares? Does it? Because I go back to this whole idea that I had learned mostly from David Hawkins and his books that I studied, that it's about who we become. It's not even about what we do. So it's like when we walk into a room, we influence the room without even speaking because of who we are and what we have become. And so it doesn't necessarily matter how many subscribers I have or how many likes I have or how many listens I have. It's like I'm not necessarily doing this for that. And so, and so I have, and so I ride this line and most of the time I feel like I'm, I'm in a good place with it. I don't feel like I'm, like I'm, like I live in my ego and I don't feel like I live in a place of self-deprecation. Every single day I am striving to be the best version of me that I can be every day, every minute of every day. I'm making choices that would lead me in that direction of what I perceive to be that, which is just kind of my best, just showing up as my best. You know, it's like I, I, I did this, this, this YouTube about this years ago. And I, I haven't been, I haven't been quite as into this as I normally, because in my work, it's like, I have to, I really have learned that I can't exactly dress up. So I don't necessarily dress up and I don't necessarily dress down. Like I'm, I don't walk into a client's home with ripped jeans ever. (laughs) I'm laughing. But but I I often think about like how we present ourselves. You know, when I was when I was growing up, like we didn't come to church with jeans on. We we like dressed up cuz you were in God's house. You showed respect. You had reverence. And so I how I go and I present myself to the world, you know, and I I try to be mindful of what I look like, what I'm wearing. You know, and I and I had, you know, thought, you know, when Martin Luther King went did his speeches, he was wearing a suit. He didn't go out in, you know, in ripped clothing. He went out in a suit. And I, I, I don't know, I just have this aside that I just sitting there thinking, like actually about that poster, the Brown versus Board of Education. I'm not sure what it was. And the picture with the little girl with the, 
the little dress on that I find that people of other cultures like took take really good care of their children. Like my kids sometimes were lucky to have, you know, I threw a pop tart at them in the car on the way to school. <laughs> I really didn't um wasn't as mindful about their as appearance when they were small as I probably should have been is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> but the way that I present myself to the world is important to me. And so and so there's that, you know, and then my trying to take care of my body and eat good food and exercise and I meditate and I meditate so that I can connect. So I can like take time to sit and be quiet and connect with that, the source of everything that is. which is indescribable. It's indescribable to connect with that. But anyway, I'm not sure. Does this make any sense? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, and on that note, I've got to get dressed, go to the gym, got a day today. Oh, I appreciate y'all listening and I will be back with other ideas and that's a wrap.